short break, and uh, we're doing now the portion of Revi in Vayetze uh, for Wednesday. It's a very uh, perplexing uh, the story that we read over here becomes very difficult to understand. So the uh, verse begins that Ruvain, who was Leah's son, and Leah at this point already had four sons, uh, her own children, and then she had two more children from the maidservant that she had given to uh, Yaakov as well. So she basically had four and two from her side, and Rachel had no children at all, just the uh, two children from her maidservant, but she herself had no children. So now, Ruvain, that was the oldest son of Leah, and he's going in the field, he finds this Dudoin, this Yasmin, whatever the interpretation of it is, he finds them, he brings them home, and Rachel sees them, and Rachel says to him, can I have some of these Dudoim, some of that that your son brought home? Look how harsh Leah answers her. What does Leah tell her back? Leah said, isn't it enough for you? Is it not enough for you that you took away my husband? Now you're going to take away the Dudoim of my son? Come on. How does she answer her like that? Okay. Now, and then she makes a whole big production about it, Leah. And actually, the strange thing is, it almost seems like what she did was a good thing. She gets rewarded. Because that night she gets another child. From that... So, what's going on over here? And then, she gives birth to Dana yet another child. Two more children. The even more perplexing thing happens when you keep on reading. Eventually, she gives birth to a daughter. And she calls the name of the daughter, she calls Dina. Why does she call her Dina? Rashi explains. Why did she call her Dina? Because Leah said to herself, if this one is going to be a boy, they knew that Yaakov was supposed to have 12 boys, 12 tribes. That was known to them through prophecy. So we're not talking about just kids around it. We're talking about prophecies. They, they knew a lot of, lot of things. And they were wives of Yaakov, the mother, the matriarchs of the Jewish people. So these were not ordinary people. These were great tzedekists and great tzaddikim. These were... And yet, she says to herself, if this child that I am carrying now, which was Dina, is going to be a boy, so then it turns out that she will have seven, seven boys, and two already were taken by the other, the maidservant, by, by Bilhah and Zilpah, so that leaves only one. So that means that my sister Rachel is only going to have one boy she's going to have. So she's going to have less than even the concubine wives, than the Blakshim. That's not right. So she prayed, and it says in the, she made a judgment for herself. Hashem listened to her prayer and swished it around that instead of a boy, it turned into a girl. And that was born Dina. That's what Rashi says. So, hey, wait a minute. This same Leah that refuses her sister a little bit to do him for giving him. And she answers her so harshly. She says, isn't this enough? And all of a sudden she's so compassionate and she's so worried about her sister. And that's the same sister 
that didn't want to embarrass her and gave her the simonim and gave her the signs when she took it in. What's going on over here? Now, you read something also very interesting. Rachel, Rachel was asking from Yaakov. She was saying, I need children. She says, if you are not going to give me children, I'm just worth as dead. Yaakov says to her, what do you want from me? Am I God? <laughs> I, did I, I, I don't give children. He says, why don't you pray for me? He said, why don't you... He said, why don't you do like your father did? Your father prayed for uh, his wife. Why don't you pray for you? Why don't you pray for me? He says, well, my father prayed for his wife because he didn't have children, he said, at all. He says, I have children. I have children from Leia. I got many children. You don't have any children. So I'm not, you have to pray. Not me. So he says, no, 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 no. Rachel, she says, but your grandfather, look, your grandfather had a wife hugger, and they had Yishmael, and still he prayed for Sarah. Why don't you pray for me? So, he says, well, my grandmother, Sarah, she took in her maidservant as a wife, and then Hashem helped him. That seems like to be a noble act. If you take in, so she says, okay, I'm going to take in also, and that's why she gave her maidservant to her husband. But guess what? It didn't help. If you look at the Pasuk, it didn't help. Nothing helped. She still didn't have... Uh, Leah, kept on, uh, Leah kept on having the children, and her kind of, they had the children. She, Rachel, did not have the children. Surprise! At the end of this encounter that took place with the Dudoyim, with Leah, all of a sudden the Pasuk tells us that Hashem remembers Rachel and she gives birth to Yosef. So the question is, we see what else doesn't happen. It's a story about the Rebbe Rashab. That's the fifth Lubavitcher Rebbe. So the fifth Lubavitcher Rebbe, he had an older brother, but there was actually uh, uh, two sons over there. It was the Rebbe Maharash, the fourth Lubavitcher Rebbe had uh, two sons, and the older son was the Razo. His name was Rabzalm Aaron. But he refused to become Rebbe. So the one who became Rebbe was the Rebbe Rashab. But yet the Razo took up a, a very important part in the uh, Rebbe Rashab's life. One time the Rebbe Rashab was uh, having his meetings, a private meeting called Yechidus with the people that were coming in to seek uh, spiritual advice and uh, in other matters to meet privately with the Rebbe. And and the Reza, his brother, who wasn't the Rebbe, the older brother, was outside in the base Medrash. All of a sudden, outside of the Rebbe's room, comes out a person crying uncontrollably. He is besides himself, and he's sobbing and crying and crying. It just, you know, melted away all the people's hearts over there. So the Reza is sitting over there. He says to him, what are you crying? What happened? He's crying, he's crying. He barely can speak. He says to him, I came in to your brother, to the Rebbe Rashab. I told him a problem that I had. And the Rebbe told me that he can't help him. I can't help you, the Rebbe told me. Can you imagine the Rebbe telling me, can't help me, that I'm lost? And he's crying. The Razov felt terrible for this man. <laughs> you know, the Rebbe, he comes to the Rebbe for a blessing to help him. And the Rebbe says, I can't help you. So the Razov goes into the Rebbe Rashab, to his brother, to his younger brother. And he says to his brother, he says, is this the right conduct? A yid comes to you, asks you for a blessing, you tell him that you can't help him? 
Who ever heard of such a, where did you see this? By your father? By our grandfather? This is not the way of Chabad to tell people we can't help them. So the Rebbe said, send them in again. He sends them in a second time, and after being a short while there, uh, five, ten minutes, he comes out, and the guy smiles from ear to ear. He's happy. So the Rebbe he was telling, relating the story, and the Rebbe is going to take like the Rebbe remember the whole Gemara. I'm not going to take up the time now, but so the Rebbe asked. Him, so the Rebbe Rashab needed his brother the Razor to tell him that you're supposed to be empathize and you're supposed to help and you're supposed. Isn't that what a Rebbe is for doing all the time? What did he need the Rebbe Rashab? Uh, to do the razor to tell him. And the Rebbe explained that actually when that person came in to the Rebbe, even though he told him about his problem, but he still was pretty much in himself. He was still pretty much, you know, secure of himself. Yeah, he had a problem. He was telling the Rebbe. He was telling the Rebbe probably of his spiritual condition, what he was, and he was seeking from help, but it didn't really touch him really deep down. It was the Rebbe's answer when the Rebbe told him, I can't help you, that really got to his neshama. And that itself actually was the Rebbe's, I guess, plan. And that was the way the Rebbe healed him because the Rebbe felt that he needed to come to a place within himself where he can really reach deep down so that he really mean it and really turn to Hashem and then when he can be helped. So it wasn't that he was going to push him away. He was just bringing him closer. And we have to say, from the fact that we see about Leah, the similar things. Leah witnessed as she saw her sister was so, trying so hard, she was praying and did everything, and she gave her, her, her maidservant to Yaakov, she did everything, and Sinish Fonart, it doesn't move, everything is sticking itself. She wanted to help her sister, she didn't know what else to do? How could she help your sister? Here you have Rachel, the Yifayt She's the most beautiful, the prettiest. Yaakov loves her. He hates Leah. And she feels herself that she's the top of the world. Everything is there for her. But God's destiny was that she's an Akara, that she's a barren woman. She's not going to have any children. What do we do? Leia is standing there. What do we do? How do we help this woman? How do we get her breakthrough? That that decree, that that natural uh, way that she was created should be changed around. We tried everything. All these years, nothing helped. Leia figured maybe the way to do it is telling her and getting her to the level. I'm just a pshat shalmikra. I mean, how we can imagine talk about the emois in such a way but he felt he has to get her into a way in which she should sort of change herself to that extent and when he told her Hamat, isn't it enough you took you took the dime she was trying to get her as the Gemara sex about a penina and with, with Chana a similar way the Gemara says Babur Harima the Gemara says that she was also penina L'Shem Shemaim Niskavna that she had intention L'Shem Shemaim she was trying to help her sister and guess what you actually see she helped her this actually what she did and she caused her that things that was that's why the Pasik tells us all these things that Leia was rewarded 
she had a child from that that wasn't bad, this wasn't something negative. Everything was actually positive. And she accomplished it. That's why the Torah finally concludes and says, yes, Rachel, instead of uh, being a Korah, she gave birth to Yosef and then eventually to Binyamin, and then she did her part of the Klal Yisrael. And I guess it just shows us that sometimes we go through the hardships and maybe Hashem wants us something to, uh, to get a message of something. And as the Rebbe puts it in some places, the quicker we get the message, the quicker we can get the blessings. So we don't have to go through a, a lot of pain. You know, we got to get the message right away. And then Hashem helps us and blesses us so that we don't have to go through any pains. And only Achtoiv Avachesid Vunikol Mechaya, as we said in the Perik Tilim this morning, Vishafti Bivais Hashem, Loy